Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. We got five minutes before the big Fed decision. And more importantly, after they come out with the announcement, we're going to go right over to the yields on the Treasury curve. Because as most of you know from following this channel, that's what we really need to pay attention to. The difference between the 10-year, the two-year, the six-month Fed funds, etc. This tells us how the smart money is seeing the economy in 2023 and the probabilities of an economic recession uh, or maybe something worse, maybe an economic depression. Uh, and it could be a global economic recession or depression as well. So there's a, I guess before we get there, what we can do is check out the current 10-year treasury so then we can see, you know, kind of how it responds. We've got the 10-year treasury at 3.51. Josh, can you go ahead and write that down just so we can come back and reference that after the, the Fed decision, please? And the other really important one to take a look at right now would be the, oh boy, probably the one month because that's going to show us how much counterparty risk. Uh, right is. now the one month is at 38 one five percent you're sure you refreshed it yeah okay so it's up a little bit since this morning so it's roughly 3.8 so why don't you you jot that down because assuming that it stays at 3.8 in fact i'll pull that up here that's one that i want to show the audience okay so the the 10 year the one month is what i'm really going to be paying attention to uh, we see that right now like josh said it's at 3.8 but keep in mind that currently this is just uh, what a few basis points above reverse repo. So, in fact, just very cool, 1.5 basis points ahead of reverse repo. But we have to expect that reverse repo is going to go up closer to, I'd say, 4.3, because right now Fed, the the bottom of the the Fed funds range is 3.75. So if they raise to 4.25, they raise 50 basis points. That would imply that since there's a five basis point spread currently between reverse repo and the lower range of the Fed funds rate, if they maintain that, that's how I'm coming to that number of 4.3. So that would mean that there's a 50 basis point delta between the one month treasury and reverse repo, which is supposed to be the way the Fed sets the floor on interest rates throughout the economy. Granted, the overnight rate, I get it. But still, one month isn't that far away from overnight. <laughs> and, and you know what's odd, George? Remember when we'd look at the one month compared to reverse repo going back to every other rate hike? The one month would start skyrocketing in anticipation of the rate hike. Yeah, like two or three weeks prior. Yeah, like two or three weeks prior, it would just it would go up to match the the interest rate hike from the Fed. But what we're seeing now, I mean, look at this. Let's zoom in on this chart. I mean, this is very telling that the top uh, for the last month or so was at four point zero three on the one month, and uh, you know since that time the Fed has talked very hawkish, and we're closer and closer and closer and closer and closer. The Fed raising by 50 basis points. And what has the one month done? Gone up? No. Gone down. Gone down by, call it, 20 basis points. So 
So that 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 is most likely. I mean, obviously, there's tons and tons and tons of variables. We can't just isolate it down to one thing. But I think one of the key variables, just like my good buddy Jeff Snyder says, that there is a, a, a huge demand for pristine collateral in the global financial system, the global monetary system. And this is a result of additional counterparty risk because we know these banks can create their own collateral. We know these banks can create their own money. They're not constrained in any way, shape, or form. Maybe a little bit by regulation, but I I tend to believe they're way ahead of that curve or they're way ahead of the regulators, let's say even with Basel III and whatnot. So you say, Georgia, why can they create their own collateral? Because they can rehypothecate it. So if they're not rehypothecating this collateral, that means they're going to be more demand for it, more demand, more counterparty risk. You see where I'm going with it. But let's shoot right over to the CNBC homepage. So I want to get back to the Fed decision. Let's see what we got here. It is two o'clock. And uh, Fed raises interest rates half a point to highest level in 15 years. Okay, so exactly what we expected. The Fed raised by 50 basis points. So that should take the range to 4.25 and 4.5. Let's see if we can get some real-time updates. Okay, so Fed funds target rate is 4.375. Again, that would lead me to believe that reverse repo is going to be around 4.3 and uh, discount rate, call it 4.45, something like that. So in its initial meeting of 2022, in its final meeting, initial meeting of 2022, the move was wildly expected, wildly, widely. <laughs> oh, Now you guys realize that you don't need to be able to read to have a successful YouTube channel. And there is no correlation between reading ability and ability to comprehend the global monetary system. Because if there was, I would know absolutely nothing because I'm basically illiterate, in case you haven't noticed. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Ceresna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow Rebel Capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Getting back to the article, the move was widely expected by economists and investors. The move brings the Fed funds range, like we said, 4.25 to 4.5. Now, what's interesting is to take a look at the two-year treasury, guys. If you're new to the channel, uh, you might not know this, but for those of you 
who hang out here all the time, you know exactly what I'm referring to. And uh, let's pull that up and let's see what happened because this is a real strong indicator of where the Fed is likely to pivot at, at, at what rate. And I've been hearing more and more chatter on FinTwit, especially this morning and yesterday, that this is most likely going to be the Fed's last rate hike, period, of the cycle. And uh, I know I did a whiteboard video on this, uh, what was it, two weeks ago? Something like that. And I got a lot of pushback on FinTwit. Say, oh, George, you're an idiot. They're going to, the market's saying they're going to raise two or three more times and you don't know what you're talking about. Go back to your stupid whiteboard with your tinfoil hat and fear mongering. Blah, 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 blah. And uh, what I've seen since I, not that my whiteboard video influenced anyone on FinTwit, but what I've seen since then is more and more people saying, hey, yeah, the probability is pretty good that we, that this is it the Fed rate hike. Now, I'm not saying that's my base case, um, but I am saying that I think the Fed, that the max will be in line with the two-year treasury. Now, what we've seen in the past, again, for those of you who might not be familiar with the channel, is the Fed, going back to the 1970s, has taken the Fed funds rate up to about the high water mark with the two-year treasury, roughly. In the 70s, 80s, when we had high inflation, they took the Fed funds above the two-year high watermark. But what we've seen more recently in the last couple decades is the Fed uh, has taken it right up to the high watermark or below the high watermark. Now, it is true that although they did that in the last hiking cycle in 2018 or so, uh, they yes, they only got up to 25 and high water mark on two year was three, but uh, we weren't in in an inflationary environment. So if we uh, were in this uh, economic uh, reality where inflation was sub two percent, then my base case would be this is definitely the last Fed rate hike. But since we do have that CPI, although it's coming down, still at seven point uh, what was it one? I know it's surprised on the downside. Uh, I, th- I think you could see the Fed still go up to 4.7, but I, I don't know that they'll go any higher than that. But I, I, I would say it's a coin toss right now as to whether the Fed uh, will stop, and this is the last one here at 4.25, or whether they'll uh, get us up to 4.5 or maybe even 4.75. So uh, the, the big takeaway here from the two-year, though, what I wanted to point out is when we had that booming, quote-unquote, jobs number the other day, this spiked way up to 4.34 from 4.19. And just like we had expected on this channel, uh, we're seeing the two-year go right back down to you know where it was around 4.19 or maybe even a little bit lower. It's, it's on that trend, what I'm meaning. And uh, the, the big takeaway there is that we didn't, once it spiked due to the hot job numbers, um, a lot of the market was saying, okay, well, it's going to go right back up and exceed the high watermark of 4.7 because now this proves the economy is on fire. And I said, no, 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 that, that's no certainty. It's only probabilities, but I, I don't see that happening. I think it's a very low probable outcome or low probability. But uh, I, my base case is that we go right back down, which is uh, what we've seen. 
Okay, let's go back to the yields and see if there's any big changes here. Uh, one month is what we really want to pay attention to. Still at 3.815. So pretty much this is exactly what the market was expecting as far as this 50 basis point hike. So this was pretty much baked into the cake already. Let's look at the 10-year. Okay, 10-year at 3.54. Yep, pretty much in line. So now the next question is what's going to happen with the press conference? I'm assuming, I can't recall how this works exactly, but I'm assuming that Jerome Powell is going to make a statement. And during this statement, is he going to be hawkish? Is he going to be dovish? A lot of times that impacts the market a lot more than the rate hike decision itself. I'm just trying to look on the homepage here. Here's what changed in the new Fed statement. Okay, let's see if we can get some news here. This is a comparison Wednesday Federal Open Market Committee statement with one issued after the Fed's previous. Okay. Oh my gosh. They're really nitpicking it to this degree where they're just going through it word for word. My goodness. Okay, I, I, I've got no time for that. That That's taking it to an extreme. <laughs> but I think that pretty much does it. You guys get the gist of what happened. We followed the yield curve. Uh, we know that it's pretty much behaving as expected. And this 50 basis point hike was really baked into the cake. I guess now we just got to wait and hear what Powell has to say, assuming that he makes a statement. We need to pay attention to whether that's hawkish, dovish, and whether it gives some clues as to the next Fed meeting, which is in February. And will they pause? Will they hike 25, 50? Uh, it all depends on what we see play out between now and then. And as we know, that yield curve is massively inverted. And we have more red flags here than a Chinese communist parade, as my buddy Rich Cooper would say. So we could see uh, some sort of event, I don't know, black swan, some sort of uh, freezing in the credit markets that could definitely make the Fed pucker up and uh, hit the pause button in February. All right, guys, as always, make sure that you enjoy the rest of your afternoon staying uh, stand up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism, and we'll see you in the next video.